0: Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment.
1: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
0: So before we get into this episode, let me just put a public service announcement out there that the SoulScript shop is officially open. The shirt of the year is available to shop. We have a limited supply in stock. So when they're gone, they're gone until we can restock, which we don't know how quickly that's going to be. So if you want to get one of these for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for all of the above, go head over to soulscripts.com and shop the shirt of the year. It is so cozy, so chic. I absolutely love it. You can wear it with jeans, with leggings, pretty much with anything just because of how neutral and minimal the design and the color is. So head over soulscripts.com. Grab yourself the shirt of the year while you're listening. Just go do it before they run out. All right, that's it. Let's dive into this episode now. Welcome to another episode of She, and if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the party. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We have a lot of fun. We really dig into some good stuff, so I would love for you to stick around. Anyways, today I am going to share with you a little bit about making your own non-toxic products because as I share about this on social media, I get more and more questions of why do you do this? How are you doing this? And so... I want to preface this whole episode by saying I do not make all of my own products. I'm not that talented, but um, I have shared little bits and pieces into some fun projects that I've done. It's honestly a really fun craft. And then my mom and I made some really fun gifts for Christmas, which I'll get into in a second. But as I've shared peeks into some of those fun projects and just learning how to do this, I've had some questions about how do you do that? What did you use? Um, Why are you doing that? So we're going to dig into all of that today. I'm going to share a little backstory and then I'm going to share why it can be a good thing to do. I'll share what you need and a couple of fun recipes to start with. So, without further ado, let's dive in to this episode all about making your own non toxic products for your home. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so if you um, have followed my story, you may know a little bit about this journey that I have been on to clean living and just an overall wellness journey. If you are not familiar with my story and kind of what put me on the path to non-toxic living, I'm gonna share a couple of past episodes that you can dig in, dig into in case you're curious. Um, episode 92 is where I share um, the story of our first miscarriage that I experienced in January. And then episode 128 also touches on my story a little bit. I never created an episode dedicated to the second loss I went through partly because that loss was just so much more involved when it came to physically healing. I was much further along. Um I would think I was kind of in denial for a while. I didn't want to talk about it. I was angry. So I didn't end up recording like another episode to recap that story because the first time I was like, Oh, this is something that I want to share because it's been hard. And I know a lot of women struggle with it. The second time I was like, All right, now I just feel like I'm on a nightmare loop. And so anyways, I didn't really do anything that dug into that story a whole lot. I've not shared a ton of details about it. Not sure that I ever will, but um, in episode 128, I share a little bit of a little bit more of the just overall journey of focus and clarity and purpose that I feel like this has really catapulted me into. And so if you're interested in that, that kind of shares more of the business decisions I've made and how it's affected a lot of things that I'm doing. Um, But anyways, um, really the wellness journey began shortly after, right around the time I had the first loss, but the second loss really caused me to go all in. So I had started to explore some things and make some changes But I wasn't fully convinced and didn't have a whole lot of my results back and really didn't think. I mean, I always kind of thought, I'm healthy. You know, I always try to work out like I'm good. And so I didn't have a full understanding of just ways that my hormones were affected or just different things until I really started digging in when that second loss occurred. So over time, over the last year, as I have tried products and learned more about reading labels and understanding what's really in the products that I use and what I put on my body and what I allow into my home and how they affect my endocrine system and all these words that I never even knew a year ago, I've really begun to do something that I never thought I would do, and that is making some of my own products, which feels super hippie to me. I was like, I never thought that I would do this. But I love it, you guys. It is so much fun. So let me give you a little bit of an overview on why to do it. And then we can I'll dig into kind of a couple different recipes that I like. So this is going to be a short and simple episode, but hopefully fun and helpful. So let's go into why you do it or why I'd like to do it. So one reason would be just because you know what's really in it. So I don't know if you're familiar with the term greenwashing. In episode 132 called, you know, how to build a healthier home or start building a healthier home, that episode really, um, it's with a friend of mine, Taryn Robinson, and she actually educates us a little bit on what greenwashing is and kind of how we can understand it and even avoid it. So essentially it's like a marketing tactic is how I would describe it. So what she says and what I've learned about greenwashing is that a lot of companies really began to catch on that the, you know, natural, plant-based, clean living concept has really become something a lot more people in the last several years have become interested in. And they began to catch on. And they thought, okay, well, maybe if we can put, you know, natural on our labels and, you know, maybe change up a couple of ingredients so that we can say that even if it's still full of toxic ingredients or even if it still has dangerous chemicals, they're able to do that. And so when you walk through the store and it says, you know, natural cleaning spray, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's toxin or chemical free. And so I started to learn a little bit about how a lot of companies have been doing this and how it can make it really confusing and hard to know, okay, what's actually trustworthy, what's actually toxin free, you know, all of that, right? And just for uh, context, when I say toxin free, the reason I have really learned more and more about that is because I've been reading books and obviously you know working with functional doctors and digging into my own health and learning how toxins in our environment as well as in our food and in other things can be essentially disruptors to our female endocrine system our you know how our hormones are balanced, how our bodies function and so, they're, they're typically referred to in the health world and whatnot as endocrine disruptors. And so if you think about it, all the different chemicals we come into contact with each day, versus in, in addition to just the normal everyday toxins that we're exposed to in our world, right, from pollution and other things, is if you think about all the different chemicals we use throughout the day, all the different products from makeup to, to shampoo to moisturizers to counter cleaners to laundry detergents to dish detergents that are on our, you know, or what's it called? Plates and and cups and uh, dishes, that's what the word is. All of that begins to add up. And so as I begin to dig into this and learn like, oh, this product can cause this, or these are the different chemicals in these products, all of that is a stressor on our body. And so I really began to dig into it. And then once I learned about greenwashing, I realized wow, even a lot of the what I thought were cleaner or better products to use really aren't that much better than just a typical standard household product. They just have this greenwashed label on it that basically says, oh, made with plant based ingredients or natural ingredients. Now, I understand that if it says made with plant based ingredients, that doesn't mean that it's made without any chemicals, right? It can just, you can add those in and then put this greenwashed label on it. So, that would be, I think, a key reason to, even if you make one of your own products, right? It's just a, a way to kind of really have more control and know what you're actually getting. And then another uh, reason is essentially because it can be more budget friendly. Clean products can be more expensive. I've learned this over the last year. And as backwards as that sounds, it's just the, it's just the fact. I mean, you would think that the products that take all of these, you know, intense chemicals and everything else to, you know, be made would be more expensive than those that are just made with what's derived naturally from the earth. But I think it may be due to the fact that it's not, I don't know. I guess this is my hypothesis. This could be completely incorrect. So if you know the answer to this, let us know. Um, But my hypothesis is is it more expensive because there's not just this, you know, it's not as easy to mass produce, right? Like you're relying on the earth's resources a little bit more. I don't know. That's just my thought. Maybe it's similar to like diamonds. I don't know. Um, But. Anyways, so making it in batches to save and then have plenty of can cause something to essentially last you longer. And so even if you're replacing one or two of your products with something that's homemade, that can add up and save a little bit here and there. So that's another reason. And then the third reason is because it's fun and empowering. I think we... Sometimes forget about the fun of arts and crafts and just, and it can feel kind of like a craft or a science experiment. I don't know if you were anything like me, but when I would get to go into science class in school, I would love to go into the lab and do different experiments and see how things kind of all mix together. And I would love to, like, as a kid, my brother and I would go out to the backyard and we would, this is before the time of cell phones and iPads, so we had to make our own fun. Um, but we would, you know, put in, I don't know, pond water and rocks and dirt and all this stuff into a big bucket and mix it all together. And it was our stew. You know, we would do stuff like that. And so, I don't know, maybe this is just something that we've kind of lost the art of is making our own things. And even just for the fun of the, the fun of it and the craft of it, um, learning how different scents can come together and how to make the... Con- consistency we want and things like that. And so anyways, it's just fun and it's also empowering. You know, I I really have come to realize you and I whether you have an apartment and that that you share with roommates or you have a small rental home or you own an estate property or a home in a neighborhood or anything in between, like you and I are the gatekeeper of our home, of our living environment and and of our body, what comes into it. What we allow, you know, what products we use, what uh, foods we allow into our home, what what all these things. Like we are the gatekeepers, and that is an important responsibility as stewards of the homes we've been given to take care of and to manage and to maintain. And so, I really have leaned into taking that responsibility seriously and not to be overly obsessive and a control freak about it, which can happen. And I think that's something to always try to be aware of. like, okay, I can't be so uh, high strung about this that i'm I'm not living. Right, and that I'm becoming so controlling of everyone else. But I can be prudent. I can be uh, a little proactive. I can be careful. I can embrace my role as a steward and a gatekeeper of my living environment and also of you know, how whatever is in my living environment can affect my body and my health and my family. And so I take that responsibility seriously and that's kind of why I have leaned into this lifestyle. It's not perfect. There's certainly times where I'm exposed to, you know, normal cleaning products and you just, you have to be very grace-based about it. But you can also be intentional and prudent, like I said, as you grow into it. And so if you're interested in this uh, lifestyle or you want to learn more about how to do this, or you're just like, "Eh, I kind of want to try making my own product, I think it'd be fun. This is a fun and easy place to start. So my mom and I recently did this over the holidays. In December, we spent a whole day, well, a whole evening making liquid hand soap as well as counter cleaner. And we made them really pretty and packaged them up and we gifted them to different friends and family for Christmas. We did about six different packages where each package had the cleaner, the counter cleaner or the cleaning spray, as well as the liquid hand soap. So she and I had to do some experimenting because we had found some different recipes on Pinterest, but they were mostly for foaming soaps. And we I don't know. I wanted to get the really pretty amber bottles. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but I would look them up on Pinterest or on Etsy or Amazon. They're just, I don't know. I just think they're more aesthetically pleasing. And I figure if I'm going to do this, I kind of want it to be pretty. So it doesn't have to be by any means. We also have plenty of like plastic spray bottles and very normal, um, not as aesthetically pleasing bottles and, and soap pumps. But I had bought these amber bottles that were for liquid soap, but I realized the recipes I had found were for foaming soap. And I was like, okay, well, when we tried to do it with the with the liquid soap, it was literally just like water was coming out. So we had to modify the recipe a little bit and kind of try trial and error some things. So I'm gonna give you the recipe or what we did for liquid hand soap, as well as a cleaning spray. Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. quince.com slash she. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com she thrivemarket.com she.
1: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success from before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
0: Let's start with the cleaning, or with the, not the cleaning spray, with the hand soap. So, what you're going to need for everything, though, is you're going to need Either a foaming soap dispenser, and then you can look up a recipe for that, or a liquid soap pump. And I got that with the amber bottle. So it's an amber bottle or amber liquid soap pump um, or container with the soap pump. And then you'll need spray bottles. I also got the amber spray bottles. You can buy these on Amazon in packs of two. And then I ordered some Etsy labels. This is just some stuff if you want to have some fun with it. So I put those on the front of the um, containers just to give it kind of a pretty minimalistic look. And then from an ingredient standpoint, you'll need Castile soap, which you can order on Amazon. I got it unscented. You'll need, you can add vitamin E oil. That is kind of a optional add-on. And then you'll want Thieves essential oil, which is such a great cleaning agent and it smells awesome. And then another optional add-on would be a a, a citrus essential oil. So either lemon or orange. My mom and I actually did a little bit of frankincense. I'm not sure that's like totally what you're supposed to do, but it was Christmas time. So we dropped a couple of those drops in there instead of the citrus oil um, for the hand soap. And then you'll need some water. And then this is what you're going to do. So let's talk through how to make the liquid hand soap. And then I will also share how to make the cleaning spray. So when it comes to the liquid hand soap, you're going to want to fill. So once you get your container, this is what my mom and I did the heart, the wrong way the first time. So I'm changing. I'm sharing the modifi- modified, modified, uh, uh, recipe that we did. So you'll want to fill the container about three-fourths of the way with the Castile soap. So again, I got the um, unscented, but you could also get a citrus smell, whatever, whatever smell you want. You can order that on Amazon. It comes in pretty big bottles. And then you'll want to do your essential oils. So we put in a squirt of vitamin E oil, just a little bit, a couple drops. And then we added about eight or nine drops of the Thieves essential oil. And then I added four to five drops of another essential oil. Typically, you would just do a citrus. I added a little frankincense. It was actually I only did like two or three because I knew that wasn't like the true recipe. And then um, we filled the rest of the container with water. So it's not a lot of work. It's not a lot of ingredients. It's super simple. I always look at it like the less ingredients, the better. So three-fourths of the way with a castile soap. This helps um, avoid it being too watery This is the the warning though, when you create a liquid hand soap, and this is probably why most of the recipes are for a foaming hand soap, but then you have to get a foaming soap pump, which... If you don't have one laying around that you can recycle, it's not as simple. You can probably order one, I'm sure. But I didn't want that because I wanted the amber bottles. Um, So anyways, but when you make this kind of soap, the Castile soap itself is already pretty liquidy. So you're not going to get that like jelly kind of soap that you would get if you just used like dials, you know, liquid soap pump. So just keep that in mind it's a little bit more watery of a consistency in general. When mom and I did it the opposite way the first time, we did like three-fourths water, one-fourth Castile soap, and it was like totally water. So it helped with the consistency a little bit to do the majority of it with the Castile soap if you want to do the liquid hand soap. so. Anyways, that was what we did. We put three-fourths of the container with the Castile soap, and then we filled the last fourth of it with water. We did the drops of the different essential oils, the thieves, and then your citrus oil or whatever oil you're choosing to drop in there. Usually a citrus is what's recommended. And then we did a little bit, like a couple drops of vitamin E oil, shook it up, and then we tested it to see if the consistency was, was better. So it was still pretty liquidy, but not quite as watery as if it was three-fourths water. So that's how we made the liquid hand soap. It was pretty simple. And then at the end, we just wiped down the outside of the bottle because it can get a little messy as you're putting everything in there. And then we stuck the label on and packaged it into a nice little package Um, or just you can set it on your sink. I've also made this for my own house. Now, the other thing that I love is to make my own counter spray. I've actually been doing this for a while. The Christmas uh, hand soap was the first time we tried the hand soap recipe, and it worked out. But um, I've gotten pretty used to making my own counter cleaner of the last year. So here's what I do. It's really simple. Three ingredients. It's going to make your life so easy. So you'll want to have your spray bottle. And then what you want to do is fill the bottle or the container about three-fourths of the way with water, maybe a little more than that. Then you'll want to fill the last fourth or even a little less than a fourth with white vinegar. So you don't want a whole lot of vinegar because you don't want your... I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want my kitchen to smell like vinegar. So I don't want the vinegar smell to come through too much. We want it to be pretty diluted by the water, but still provide that cleaning agent that vinegar can provide. And then you'll want to add about five to six drops of Thieves or three to five drops, depending on how big your container of water is. Thieves is a pretty, um, I don't know if astringent is the right word or pungent, but it's a pretty strong cleaning agent. So you don't need a ton of it, but it helps really create that good smell that you can then, you know, spray around your kitchen or use to clean off countertops. And so this is the number one counter cleaner I use. It's a great cleaner, really Non toxic, only three ingredients. So you do all that, put it into the, the spray bottle, shake it to combine it all together, and then you're done. And so it's really easy to make these things. You just need a few ingredients, and then you can, you know, always just instead of having to go to the store and buy new counter cleaner or whatever, if you have these three ingredients, if you have water, which I'm sure you do, if you have, you know, even, I don't know, a small amount of white vinegar, and you have one little bottle of Thieves essential oil, that can last you for a long time. You can refill your spray bottle several times. So really easy, easy to do, not going to take a lot of time, but it's also fun. It's empowering and it can be more, more budget friendly because you can make this last for a while. So in the show notes, here's what I want you to do. If you are interested in doing this, you can check out all the links in the show note. This is where we're going to link the amber amber bottle dispensers that I think are just so pretty. You don't have to get them. You can just get plastic ones if you want, but Or recycle if you have some old ones from just like if you have this is a great idea, actually. If and this is something that I actually started doing when I first made my own cleaning spray. If you have a you know spray bottle from an old product that you're like, that's that product is full of toxic ingredients. I want to, you know, get something cleaner, but don't even know where to start. So something that you could do as well is if you are trying to make this switch and trying to start. Maybe adding some more non-toxic products to your arsenal. You don't have to, you know, switch everything overnight. I actually don't recommend it. But if you're like, Oh, I kind of want to make something and try that. What you could do is use up the last bit of whatever counter cleaner you currently use or cleaning spray you currently use. And if you don't want to invest in the amber bottles, cause that does make it a little bit pricey, You can quite literally just use that up, then clean out the inside of the spray bottle and recycle that, right? Reuse that and just put these three ingredients in there. I actually did that the first time that i made my own counter cleaner and my own cleaning spray and that really helped me kind of get in the rhythm and get used to it and then after a few use a few different times that i went through it and you know used the whole bottle i was like okay i want something prettier for my kitchen now and so i made them but it, you know allow this to be a fun craft you can do this with your family you can do it with your friends it makes a great gift you can make you know buy a couple different um bottles in bulk or just get you know some or just use some recycled bottles for yourself to begin with. If you like it, it's a fun gift to make for others. It's a fun thing to create in bulk for yourself. It's a fun project to do with your friends. It's empowering, and it's really easy. I mean, it doesn't take forever. Mom and I made several bottles and we were kind of experimenting with recipes. And so it took us a couple hours from the, you know, labeling and packaging and all of the things that we did extra. But if you're truly just making a cleaning spray, you can do it in five minutes, you know, and it's not complicated. So those are the ingredients. What we're going to do is we're going to link them in the show notes to make this really easy for you. And then if you make any of these, if you decide to try it, I would love for you to take a picture of your process or your final product and tag me on Instagram. Share it on your story. Tag me. And I want to see what you made and what the process was like for you and how you're using it. I think that would be so much fun. It's just a neat project to get to do. And I would love to kind of see this community stepping into it if it's something you want to try. So no pressure, no guilt, and no shame if this is something that you are not interested in at all and you're like, not for me. That is okay. (laughs) But it is something that has been a fun and empowering and I think a very healing journey, not just the making of the products, but just the learning how to read labels and understand what's in my home and what am I using. And um, information can be powerful and empowering. And so um, being more intentional in that way has been life-giving for me. For some, it's very stressful, so it's not the perfect choice for everyone. But if this sounds like something you wanna be involved in or you wanna try, this can be a great, easy, fun, and really you know, just empowering, like I said, place to start when you can start taking some of this stuff into your own hands, know what's in your products and do it in a fun and, you know, even community-based way, get some girlfriends together, get together with your mom or your sister or your friend or your neighbor or your husband or whatever, and just have like a product making night. Make one thing. It'll take you five minutes, right? And just try it. So anyways, would love to see what you create if you choose to do either of these. Again, we will put the links to the different ingredients in the show notes as well as the amber bottles that we used. And if you follow me on social media at Jordan Lee Julie on Instagram, you will see I have a highlight called Clean Living where I've shared some of these tips and tools and insights and peaks behind the scenes of the different things that I've learned and results that I've gotten for my skin and different things as I have made these lifestyle changes. So that is all I have for you today. I can't wait to see what you create. Thanks for tuning in. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So, if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit JordanleeDooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, help, and work, because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
1: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education.